Welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Crabell, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am speaking with Ed, who is the creator, the writer, and provides almost all of the voices, we'll get to that, for the fantastic, I'm going to get him to explain this show to you because I could explain it to you, but I'll let the man himself explain it, Inspector. (laughs) a superb um supernatural detective um show with a lot of comedy and a really great twist that i love in the main character thanks for speaking with me today ed thank you i'm glad to be here so okay ed how would you explain the show to the listeners so the show is about a former detective who is killed, comes back as a ghost, and he investigates paranormal crimes. almost wanted to say paranormal activity, but that's a movie. That's not in the show. No. Um, and <laughs> he, uh, he hires an intern, uh, unpaid at first, named Arthur. And, you know, it's just kind of their adventure. But it, it's, it's, yeah, that's the twist on it, is the, the fact that it's a, it's a, it's a ghost investigator or ghost private investigator investigating the paranormal and i just love the whole a whole of that and then and then you've got the wonderful character of but so that's calvin the the ghost and then arthur is the is the intern and um and i'm trying to remember who i mean yeah you you've got your own sort of like little world going on there because you've got calvin's ex-wife who's got some sort of like paranormal thing about her as well. And Arthur quite fancies her as well. Yeah. Sam, uh, his ex-wife is a witch. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a bit about that where he's like, she's a real witch. And Arthur's just like, that's not nice. And Calvin's like, no, literally she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and um, there's a uh, like political campaign going on in the first season. So there's a few, few characters there. Um, there is the police chief who is a pixie. Yep. Um, so a few like supernatural beings that are regular characters in the show. And then basically two or three humans. But I mean, it's really creative. I mean, how? what on earth gave you the inspiration to actually, or the, or the idea to come up with this where, where you have got that twist to it that, the person, the main character himself, who is the detective, is a paranormal being himself. So the idea from the show, um, not that deep, really. I got the pun, the inspector pun yep. in Spectre, like a ghost, and kind of went from there. I built a story around that. Um, there was also like an idea of like, oh, maybe it's going to be you know, someone investigating paranormal crimes. And I was like, oh, it might be interesting to have a ghost himself doing that. Um, and something that's going to come up in the show 
I think next season is, you know, the fact that ghosts can't technically remember their deaths. So, oh, really? yeah. So I've had a few people that have like left reviews for the shows being like, Hey, you know, it's very interesting, but like, why, what, what's his motivation? And in this like little world, like ghosts can't remember their deaths because, you know, that'd be too easy. So <laughs> otherwise they'd be like, yeah, no, that guy killed me. I mean, take him down. <laughs> yeah. Book him down. But, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> I, that, that, I love that twist as well. That's another one. That, But then again, I've seen that. I think I've seen the idea used in other shows and, and some, some, yeah, I mean, this, this is highly, you know, just conjecture, but that if you did pass away, that might be the way that you wouldn't actually remember how it all happened, but would it, uh, um, so are you going to have like in that season, are you going to have like these little bits where say Sam might come up to him and say, Oh, do you remember, you know, Oh, it was awful how this happened to you, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Would would that be a thing, or are you not going to actually touch on that? Is it just going to be the fact that I can't remember how I died? So for the most part, it's going to be, I can't remember how I died. There's going to be a bit of mystery surrounding how he died. So Sam and uh, the captain, uh, Vanessa, um, they don't really have all the answers because it was essentially a cold case. But um, that is going to tie into the entire larger storyline of the whole show. That's brilliant. So what what prior what prior, you know, listening did you do of podcast or of audio dramas themselves? Um what what were there any of those that sort of like inspired you to come up with creating your own audio drama, essentially? So uh in terms of creating an audio drama, I hadn't realized that was a medium until probably about 2017 2018 yeah um and prior to that i just listened to like regular like talk podcasts like i'd listened to a uh, big one i was a fan of was Ro- the rooster teeth podcast which is a um a company in texas they they did a uh, red versus blue one of the longest running uh web series yeah um but basically that was like my exposure to podcasts at that point and I had prior to that, um, I had done a few podcasts. I did a few episodes of essentially like a bunch of friends, like sticking around together, like talking, talking and everything. Um, and then after that, I did a show called Unaired, which was a bit more structured. Um, it was based on like, you know, watching TV shows that were canceled before they finished their runs and kind of speculating, oh, you know, what could have happened, which... I guess kind of might have led into me being like, hey, you know, this kind of like speculative fiction type thing, like maybe I could write something. Mm, um, yeah. In college, I, I also was a um, media production major and I took a screenwriting class. I got a D in that class, <laughs> not because I didn't do the work, wow. but also because I didn't do the work. Uh, <laughs> essentially, I was going to, I just kind of showed up and didn't really do anything and didn't turn in the uh like the timelines and everything like the assignments were like write an outline write the first quarter of the script write the second act of the script i didn't really do that because it's not typically my writing style and at the end of the year i was like oh oh no 
I have an F right now. So I went to the professor. I went, hey, so if I turn in the finalized script, like, what's the deal? He goes, I'll give you a D. Okay, great. That means I don't fail. Right. Um, and yeah, and that script, I ended up doing kind of like a, like a speculative pilot to see, like, if I'd be able to turn that into an audio medium. Um, and okay. that's kind of where I found out about audio drama because I was like look, looking up online, like, oh, hey, how does this happen? Um, I was exposed to uh, Welcome to Night Vale at that point. Um, and that was kind of like probably the first audio drama style podcast I actually listened to. Um, that actually didn't go anywhere. That that script, uh, part of it was because it relied a lot on visual humor, um, something I toy with in my mind like oh maybe i should go back to that give it another crack like especially now that i've had a little bit more experience in the audio space yeah uh but right now my focus is uh finishing up the run of inspector well i mean in a way because of the incredible logo that you've got with the characterization of calvin i don't know if this is going to sound silly or not but it's almost like when i listen to the show I mean, we've already explained that I listen to podcasts when I'm at work, driving around. But quite a lot, with Inspector, I'll be actually sat down having my break while I'm listening. Because then, in a sense, if I'm doing that, I can almost picture in my head the characters' animated versions thereof. I'm not sure I could see it as live action in a way, but as an animated show, I think it... You know, I can almost see it animated in my head, those characters interacting with each other. Thank you. I take that as a, a huge compliment because that's one of the things I was very much worried about going into this show was, yeah. you know, am I actually conveying enough people to kind of picture this in their head, especially coming from a background where, you know, I don't do the music, I don't do the sound effects. Those are like all creative commons, public domain things. So you know, slim pickings sometimes, but I, I do appreciate that you're able to kind of like essentially watch it as a movie in your mind. Well, the best, the best audio dramas do that anyway, you know, where, because I mean, we're going well ahead or, or because, you know, when you've got really good sound effects and sound quality and those different voices as incredibly as they are, and the, with the difference between them, the more that you've got that there, it's like a good audio drama from back in the day on, on you know, on, on radio, on the radio. If you've got the sound there and you close your eyes, the better job that they do, the easier it is to actually picture that story going on while you're listening to it. You can almost picture it in your head if it's done really well. That's how you know an audio drama works. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like I'm so in my head about it. And because I have to edit it, I record all of it. I listen to it so many times. So it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, you know, am I just thinking like it sounds okay? Like, have I just kind of like do I do I have Stockholm syndrome with this episode at this point? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think I think all podcasters feel like that with the Stockholm syndrome. Oh yeah, <laughs> Stockholm syndrome and imposter syndrome. It's weird; they're conflicting, but they uh, they room together. <laughs> so, how do you nail the nail the script then that you use? How do you you know hone it? Do you have an initial idea, 
and then you fill in there. So you have like, this is where it starts. This is the middle. This is the end. And then fill it in. Or is it a free writing or is it a cross between the two? Uh, it's a little bit of a cross between the two. Yeah. So going into every season, I do an outline. I go, okay, here's the story. Episode one's going to have this plot point. Episode two going to have this plot point. Episode three will have this plot point. And I go in knowing exactly how many episodes I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and over time, as I'm like just like thinking about things, I have a in my notes app on my phone. I have a specific note for Inspector where I'm like, ooh, I just thought of something that could be funny for that. I'll write that down. Yeah. Um, so like right now, I have all of season two completely mapped out. Uh, season three, I have a general idea of what I'm going to do for it. And I have some jokes that are going to go in for it, but I don't have like the structure for it yet. Um, but when I go sit down to write an episode, I typically kind of review my notes. I review the jokes I know I want in it. And I just kind of go from there. I just kind of wing it. Um, yep. Sometimes that leads to, I like to say it's it's written, but I feel like it's improvised at the same time because I'm not going in with an idea like, okay, he needs to say this, he needs to say this, needs to say this. Sam comes in at this point, and then Arthur comes in, does fart joke. It, it just kind of, sometimes there are things that as I'm writing, I go, ooh, this would be funny right here. And just kind of plop it in there. And there are sometimes even when I'm recording where I think of something and I'm like, okay, I'm going to say this line now. And when I go back to the edit, if I still think it's funny, I will kind of insert it into that part. Great. This next bit that I've put here, it doesn't really doesn't really make any sense, except for the one instance. Uh, <laughs> writing for certain actors, I've put that down as a note, but since you're the only actor bar, <laughs> bar one character so far, it still sort of makes sense in this, in a way. You can explain to the listeners now which character it is uh, that this other person portrayed and who it was that that played the character. But also, did you write that character with that person in mind? So this one's actually a little bit more of an interesting scenario because um, Inspector originally launched, I believe, in 2019. Yep. And, you know, I did the trailer and I did the first two episodes and then life got in the way. It fell by the wayside, kind of forgot about, forgot about it for a bit. Um, it was still always kind of like in the back of my mind. But at that yeah. point, I didn't plan on playing most of the characters. Um, we had a um, voice actor for uh, the captain, Vanessa, yeah. and we had a voice actor for Sam, uh, Calvin's ex-wife. Okay. And we had a voice actor who came in for the Bigfoot character who has literally one line. Uh, that yeah. was just my buddy, Andy, because I was like, hey, it's it's one line. Could you just record it real quick? I know you have a microphone. Um, and then when I went back to it, um, I believe two years later, almost exactly two years later, um, I, I feel a little bad about this because I didn't really reach out to the original actors that were involved. Uh, but when I went back to it, I knew like, okay, I don't want to, disappoint anyone get anyone's hopes up if i restart this thing and then it kind of falls off to the wayside again yep. so i went in like okay i can kind of do a voice for each of these characters and because it's such a bizarre stylized show 
I can do a ridiculous voice and make it work. Yeah. Um, like for Sam, the original voice actor, she was just using her normal voice. They were just using their normal voice. Yeah. Um, whereas when I went back to it, I kind of did like a stereotypical like, <laughs> like witchy character yeah. because they're a witch. Yeah. And with Vanessa, because she's a pixie, I was able to kind of like make my voice a little high pitched and play around with it in audacity to make it quite a bit higher. Yep. <laughs> I pitched yeah. it to that quite a bit. Um, yeah. But because it's a supernatural character, it worked for the scenario. Um, and when I went back to it, you know, because what because it was just one line, I was like, OK, I'll just leave that one line in there. I'm not going to re-record, make a whole new voice for Bigfoot, especially because um, it's literally that, the only time that that character is ever in the show. Uh, but yeah, from 2021, when I went back and re-recorded certain lines, that was just it. It was just me. So you've written the script and you're recording it and editing it in audacity then uh usually yes um i have to double check because um like i mentioned earlier i don't know if it was in the show or not uh, my current microphone is it is either damaged or it's not playing nicely with my new laptop so if it's not playing nicely with my new laptop then i'll probably have to figure out a solution for that. Maybe it's Audacity. Maybe I need to find a different recording app. But typically, yes, I do everything within Audacity, recording, editing, exporting, all that fun jazz. And you you, you have sourced all your show music, the show music and the sound effects from, from elsewhere. Yeah, so I use freesound.org for all the sound effects. Um, for the music, um, Kevin... McLeod, MacLeod, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but he is like the king of royalty-free music. Um, every bit of music from the show, aside from there's a bit where uh, Calvin and Sam, they're recording, mess recording answering machine message. Well, I couldn't remember that word. <laughs> Their yep. answering machine message was them doing a parody of a share song. So yes. that's the only music that didn't, uh, <laughs> that didn't come from Kevin MacLeod. <laughs> So thanks, Cher. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Cher. Don't, don't sue him. Please don't. I don't have much. <laughs> None of us do. But, um, I mean, have you, have you got Kevin involved? You know, we're going to give something away here. Have you got Kevin involved in the in one of your very special episodes that you've got coming up that's been a bit of a nightmare to set up, the musical? Yes. So uh, it is a musical episode. The twist is that because the main character is broke, he doesn't have money. So to uh, deal with this musical spell that Arthur has accidentally cast, he sources music from Kevin MacLeod, uh, McLeod. Again, don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I think it's McLeod. Uh, I think so. But the way it's spelled, I'm never sure. I always second guess myself. <laughs> but yeah, that is a, uh, a bit in that episode. Never actually reached out to the gentleman. Probably wouldn't respond. I'm sure he gets millions upon millions of, you know, emails, tweets, sorry, X's at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, X's. Yeah, I'm sure so many people have reached out to him before. So I figured, you know, give him a little shout out in the episode. Like, hey, thanks. <laughs> well, it, I, I think he I think he would love for you to shout him out and uh, and 
contact him and let him know. I, I'm sure that because I mean, as somebody who's put music out there, and I mean, I, I've got I'm I've got an account on Free Sound that I've got sounds on, um, and I always love it when people use them. So I, I think he would love the fact that 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 you're using that you're using this music for such such a great show. I might reach out to him then after you know once it once it launches, be like, hey, by the way, thanks for the music. <laughs> I've got Abu in my mind now. Thank you for the music. Um, <laughs> so, and the show logo did did you did you design the show logo that I've done a an attempt at myself? No, I'm unfortunately not that talented. That was a uh, that was a Fiverr Fiverr request. <laughs> wow. That is good. Yeah, I mean, you can get some surprisingly good work off of Fiverr. So on on Fiverr, then is that is that sort of like AI generated, or is that somebody's actually created it and then posted it up onto Fiverr for your use? I don't know how Fiverr works. So Fiverr is kind of like uh, people will offer like different services. Like somebody could be like, "I will, you know, do voiceover for you, yep. or I'll design a logo for you." So it's almost like a um like a commission based marketplace type thing, and you know I just went in, searched by podcast logo, and I I forget how much it cost. It wasn't like an insane amount, yeah. And it came out fairly good. It came out brilliantly because it says everything. Because you've got the you've got the the gravestone there. You've got Calvin in his detective outfit. And the uh, the magnifying glass that he's got, and of course it's dark at night, and you've got the tree in the background that's a bit ominous because it's in the shadow. And I think it says perfectly everything that it needs to. Yeah, that actually wasn't even the original logo. No, uh, the original one was also off a of Fiverr. It was I think I spent like fifteen bucks on the original logo, um, and I sent them a picture of a ghost and a picture of Inspector Gadget, and I said merge the two. <laughs> wow and yeah it was not not the greatest but you know it did the job for the time and then when you know when the show came back and i was kind of getting very serious into it i was like okay spend a little bit more you know get a decent logo and that's what we got but i, I mean at the at the same time uh sort of like changing tack bit um actually no before i before I forget, I'll, I'll, I'll make this idea because I, I mentioned earlier that I'd, I'd, I'd had an idea uh, during the day. I've thought about this before I come to this point. So we were talking about the show Neon Shadows before we started between mm -hmm. us. And I actually thought about, I don't know what the possibility would be. It would almost be humorous or interesting to see almost like a crossover where your character of Calvin and, and Arthur interact with the um, the character of Frank, the detective, and his colleague Dusty in Neon Shadows because you've got the, the noir, you know, classic uh, private investigator, Philip Marlowe-style character in Frank who's doing, who's investigating Supernatural and then you've got Calvin and Arthur in there as well. And it's almost like, because you've got almost like the serious-ish of Neon Shadows, and then you've got the comedy element of yours, it might be quite interesting. I don't know how you'd feel about that. 
that actually kind of reminds me a little bit of a um, another audio drama. I'm yep. not sure if you heard of it, Madison on the Air. Yep, I've heard of that. Yep. yep, where it's a um, a voice actress where and writer that she takes public domain older radio dramas and kind of inserts this character of Madison mm-hmm. who got zapped into radio dramas where it's you know the serious script of the original radio drama and then she's interjecting kind of Ryan Reynolds style. I mean, I mean, the the awful thing is that, in a sense, almost to do that, either yourself or Ian from Neon Shadows would have to listen to each other's shows, and that's a problem. Is doing that because, like like we said earlier, if you're somebody who creates a, a supernatural detective show, audio drama wise, it might be a bit difficult listening and trying not to be too inspired by this other person's show yeah unfortunately that is the caveat of writing your own show is sometimes you gotta avoid other shows that you've heard you know great things about like like i've said you know neon shadows i've heard of it desert skies i've heard great things about but because there is the kind of afterlife aspect and that is something that going to drop this here now comes in later this season um, we do explore that a little bit in inspector towards the end of this season so you know i have to kind of avoid these shows that otherwise i'd be like oh yeah download the entire season binge listen but unfortunately for now until i finish the run of inspector they're kind of off to the side you know okay i'll listen to that eventually but i can't right now <laughs> Absolutely so where we were going to go to then before i went off on that tangent was another interesting part to it is that you you've hit a very interesting subject in a sense because if you look at the world of podcast there are a heck of a lot of shows that are about the supernatural and the paranormal that are out there in general, just talking about, you know, doing like docu- or documentary style or chat style shows about this subject. So in essence, you've hit two niches there, which are the uh, audio drama and the fascination that people have with the supernatural. Yeah, it's definitely something I've noticed is a lot of people go for kind of supernatural, like they look at like, oh, well, this place might be haunted. Let's talk about that. There's this strange incident that occurred in this town. Let's talk about that. Um, going back to one of the first podcasts I listened to, Rooster Teeth podcast, uh, their company actually has a show called Red Web that kind of delves into some of those situations like, you know, the Amityville Horror House. They talk about that or like um lake city quiet pills i'm not sure if you heard about that it's it's this like weird online forum about some place lake city it's a very like strange situation um but yeah there's definitely a lot out there and it is it is weird being on the other end of it where i'm like writing something and not kind of talking about things that people believe happened um it's very strange especially because i don't typically believe in ghosts or like the afterlife or anything so i don't feel necessarily feel bad making oops about it 
Like, um, it's very, it's a very strange position to be in. (laughs) Um, yeah, especially because like, to me, it's almost like conspiracy theory style because, you know, people believe in ghosts. Um, some people do it for religious reasons, but myself, I'm not religious. So to me, I kind of see it as like in the same vein as kind of conspiracy theories. No disrespect to anybody that believes that, but it is definitely an interesting situation to be in, kind of on the outside looking in and the point where I can make jokes about it and not necessarily feel bad. Like, uh oh, I made a joke about Cthulhu. I guess I'm going to hell. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but then you get some good gags out of that sort of, you know, along the lines of uh, one of the earlier episodes where someone throws something. And of course, it goes straight through Calvin because obviously he's a ghost, so it's not going to hit him because he's not a physical entity. Exactly, like being on the outside looking in, and like, like I said, listening to some of these shows, where it's you know I find it very interesting, especially some of the theories behind certain things. So, you know, I'm able to kind of see these things and kind of poke fun at them because I'm like, okay, well, here's the whole neat argument that I'm poking through it. That could be funny if I kind of toy around with that aspect. And then you put a twist on it as well. I'm trying to think of the times when you've done it, but where you'll have a, you know, a well-known, shall we say, uh, entity um, in your show, but you you do a twist on it or you change it around where it's sort of like seen as a monster in by, by the gen- general people. But instead, in your show, you'll you'll turn that around, and it'll be someone who's sort of like, well, you know, I'm not really like that at all. I'm really quite sensitive, and this sort of thing, and the other, and that makes it even more funny is when you do that sort of thing in the show. Yeah, actually, a lot of credit to the only other voice that remained, other than mine, in the show, and my friend Andy, uh, yep. because he has like a very kind of like soft, welcoming voice. So in episode two, when they're essentially hunting Bigfoot yeah. and he shows up, he's like, hey, man, like it's it's fun to toy around with certain things like that. But yeah, because I, I think that makes it even more fun. And and what helps then is as well, because you're being pulled in as a listener to the show more because you, you'll you'll almost turn it around where where people they might think that they know where something's going and then it'll go somewhere that you don't expect and it's the un, the you know the unpredictability that um, is that the right uh it's not being able to predict what's happening next that makes it more interesting yeah i i definitely looking back there are certain things where I'm like, oh, I kind of telegraphed that a little too much, yep. um, which definitely helps me going forward. Um, you know, prior to doing season two, I went back and listened to season one. Yeah. And um, there are certain things where I'm like, oh, man, I, I people would have seen that part coming. I need to you know, work on that season two. So I feel like season two, you know, a twist towards the end. Some people might see it coming. Some people might not. Um, and then going ahead season three and season four, because I do have 
four seasons planned out total. Yep. And then kind of that's going to be the end of the story. Um, but yeah, going back and listening to the show has definitely been a huge help. Yep. Um, it's also kind of a pain sometimes because I'm like, oh man, I could just hop into Audacity and re-record that part, put it up, pull a George <laughs> Lucas, you know, redo the special edition, which I technically did already do once when I redid the show. Yep. Calvin shot first. Exactly. Calvin shot first. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brito shows up. It's weird. It's a very weird crossover. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. You need to listen to that episode, everybody. It's it's a classic. That reminds me of, um, not sure if you watch Parks and Rec where they um there's an episode where they jump into the future and game of thrones was still on at the point um i don't watch game of thrones but i know enough about it um but at one point they go yeah game of thrones series finale is on tonight can't believe uh jack sparrow marries khaleesi and one of the characters goes <laughs> if you read the books it would make sense <laughs> but yeah uh, it's definitely definitely uh a surreal experience to go back and listen to myself after already like you know listening to it in the edit um I, i've actually gone back one of the big changes i made when i rebooted the show was arthur's voice yeah um, and i left a little bit of I, part of me was like you know i'm just going to re-record all of his lines but then i thought okay i could kind of make a goof about this and then anybody who listened to you know the original two episodes might get a little bit of a kick out of it if they go back and re-listen yeah so I left intact the first like two or three lines he says, um, which the main reason I stopped doing that voice is because when I do that voice, it makes me gag and I feel like I'm going to throw up. So I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. Um, so at one point, uh, Calvin stops and says, you got to take this nose spray. And it's a very, it changes to another different nasally voice. And he's like, that's better. And Calvin's like, that's better. That doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's definitely like I, I was able to kind of have a little bit of fun going back to it. So what advice would you do you I mean, what have you learned uh, about writing? You, you know, before I say this, I'm going to go back to something that you mentioned earlier on about when you were learning to, you know, writing and you got the D and that it reminds me of the fact that it made me think in music that uh, somebody like Paul Simon might not get very good scores because he's well known for taking a long time to write songs. So, you know, they might say to you, oh, you need to write a song in this, in this, this exact class, this lesson now, in this hour and a half lesson. And he'll be, he'll be sort of like, he'll still be on like the, the first line of the second verse by the end of the episode, by the end of the, the lesson, you know, so, some people work on things slower than other people. doesn't mean that they're any worse than these people. It just means that you put more time into it. Exactly. Everybody has their own process. Yeah. Um, and that's something, like I said, I've learned. You know, I don't necessarily fit into the, okay, you need to have this done by this day, this done by this day. Um, when I write something, you know, I said, I sit myself down in front of the computer and I'm like, okay, uh, going to write until I have nothing left. Yep. If that's two lines, if that's a whole page, if that's half the script, so be it. If not, I'll stop right then, you know, ruminate on what I wrote and then 
until I have something further to write. It just kind of sits there, which definitely hinders the progress of releasing a show on time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I think going into season three. Uh, I said this before talking to um, I'm not sure if you listened to it, the first episode of um, he he does like a similar thing to your show, except strictly with audio dramas yeah. um, where um, similar in the fact that he, you know, talks with the creators, um, yeah. but he just listens to the first episode of the show and kind of talks to them about that and their process creating that and then kind of where they went from there. Um, but I mentioned to him before, like, oh, you know, maybe I'll write the whole season before I actually go into recording. And that kind of fell through when I did season two. <laughs> uh, I kind of fell back into my old ways of, okay, I wrote it, now I want to record it. So it's, I think going into season three, especially dealing with delays like what I have now, I think I just kind of need to sit myself down and you know discipline myself. Like, okay, you wrote the episode, you don't need to record it yet. And just kind of wait until everything's fully written out, then record, then I can kind of get it out in more of a timely manner and kind of structure myself a little more. Um, but it'll definitely be an interesting experiment considering the way that I go about writing things. So, you know, season three, circa 2025. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's going to be that long. <laughs> I, are you on about the series? Because I think, so, so are you on about the, what is it, the first episode of? Is that the show that you're talking about? Yes. Um, he actually, um, the guy behind that did the Book of Constellations. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Another one that's in my list. Yep. He is a very talented, very talented writer, very talented voice actor. Um, it's definitely interesting to, you know, see the other side of, you know, he's a creator interviewing creators, much like you're doing where you're a creator of a podcast interviewing other creators of podcasts. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've actually got his show in my in my queue queue to listen to. Uh, well, both of them actually, Book of Constellations, I've already started listening to. Um, but I mean, so what would your advice be to people to about about writing? Would it be to be like that, especially with audio drama? Would it be to just do it at the pace that it comes? Because I mean, with podcast, for instance, there's there's a case of where where we where a lot of podcasters, when I ask them the next question after this, will say, "Enjoy what you're doing. Don't make it that it's too much of a slog in a way. Just do it at its own pace. And in like we said, pick something that you enjoy and enjoy it essentially. I definitely agree with that sentiment. You know, if you don't enjoy it, you yep. know it might be time to stop. Um, that being said, I also think, again, do as I say, not as I do type thing, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, have a bit of a structure to it, you know, make sure that you're keeping up with it. Um, learn from my example, where I've kind of had to dig myself out of that hole multiple times where, you know, I'm with it for a bit, and then something comes up, falls by the wayside. And because of my style of writing, where, you know, I write, I record, done. I write, I record, done. Versus, you know, writing everything out, doing a full season, and then recording everything from there, um, I would definitely 
recommend, you know, play to your own style, but at the same time, structure yourself a bit so you don't end up, you know, falling behind and then feeling, you know, there are times where I feel like, oh man, I'm a failure. I messed up, you know, in this instance, it's been five months since the last episode and I haven't even finished the season yet. And, you know, with audio drama, it is something that's typically episodic. So people are expecting like, okay, next episode, where is it? Not something like, like, you know, again, I'm going back to it, Rooster Teeth podcast, where they're just kind of talk, talking about topical topics, yep. where, you know, every episode is like, ah, you don't have to listen to the last one. Whereas something that's episodic, you know, five months is a long time to be like, oh man, what happened last? Yep. So that's true. I definitely feel with, in terms of writing, especially for an audio drama, you know, it's definitely good to have everything planned out and structure yourself so that way you don't fall into a hole. You don't have to deal with, you know, long gaps in between where you're going to have a drop off naturally because people think the show just kind of ended without notice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit like back in the day with television when they um I mean, I don't don't know what you know of it, but you know when they, when the people behind Star Trek brought out, say, Deep Space Nine, where it got into a, a flow where it was that ended up being like an arc that was continuous, so you had to end up following it, as opposed to the earlier series of Star Trek, where you would all those other parts of the franchise back in the day, you could switch on one week, and then if you don't catch another week. It doesn't matter because the story the following week has no bearing at all on anything that's happened before and, and anything that happens afterwards either, for the most part. And like you said, so it's more of a thing, like you said, where you can where you've you've really got to put yourself you've got to have that mindset where you're listening intently on that episode, followed by that episode, followed by that episode. But at the same time. The thing is, when you're doing a show like yours, all these audio dramas, they've got a certain time and then you'll have a break. So you've got a beginning and an end of a season that's there and the story that goes through, as opposed to one of those shows that you're on about or another podcast where it's a general chat show, for instance, and they're just one topic here and then another topic the week after. They put out so many episodes, essentially, that people end up cherry-picking those any anyhow. That's true. Um, what's very weird to see is, like, the analytics on my show. Yeah. Because it, it's not consistent. It's not like, okay, well, like, you know, naturally you could see, like, a, like a downward spiral. Like, okay, this many right. people started off, a lot less ended it. But for some reason, people listen to, like, a lot of people listen to the first episode, dips down and then the last episode of the season just skyrockets which is very strange because <laughs> a show like mine you're missing so much you're going to be completely lost so to listen to the first episode and the last episode it's like okay you're you're missing quite a bit <laughs> yeah because you've got all that story that's gone on from there to there and it's it's almost like going into the cinema for one of the lord of the rings films I, I actually did this because uh, I've been at work just before. So you go in at the you go in, and then five minutes into the film, you fall asleep, and then you wake <laughs> up ten minutes before the end credits. 
of this film that's about three and a half hours long. So you've only caught the first five minutes and the last 10 minutes. So you've not caught any of the three hours and 15 minutes or whatever between that, essentially. I mean, the good news is in that situation, you definitely got a long, good nap. <laughs> I did. It just cost a me a fortune because <laughs> yeah, I, paid, exactly. I paid for the entire family to go and watch that film as well. Oh, man. Did you at least like turn to them and go, hey, what happened? <laughs> I did. I turned around to one of them and I said, what happened? And they said, you had a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a situation like that where, you know, you don't understand like what's going on in the middle. You know, something like this builds up throughout a season. Like you can't just kind of jump in at the end. Whereas, like you said, like something like, like Joe Rogan or something, you could just jump in at any random episode or like, um, I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, listened like, to anything of his. Yeah, me either. I just, it's a very popular podcast. So I figured like, that's the first thing that popped in my brain, but like something like the Conan O'Brien podcast. I kind of cherry pick it based on who the guest is. So yeah. it's like somebody yeah. could jump in at any point, not lose anything. Well, you, you know, you, you, you throw a stone in the water of podcast, podcast world now and you'll have all of these uh, celebrity podcasts, shall we say. Yeah, big time. There are um, a lot of Conan, those now. Oh, big time. I, I, there's a few of them that are like worth listening to. Like like I said, Conan. Like, yeah. I mean, brilliant talk, so, brilliant talk show host. And, you know, that translate ver- translates very well to the audio medium. But I definitely agree with you where it's like, oh, Kim Kardashian's board. She started a podcast like it's it's not necessary. I think, unfortunately, COVID definitely had a huge effect on that because everybody was stuck at home and all these celebrities were like, I'm bored. You know, how can I make some money? And they all started their shows. And, you know, it's definitely a very saturated market. (laughs) Spotify, Amazon, all these places just, you know, found that all these celebrities, like you said, all those people had nothing to do. And they just said, do you know what? We, we're going to throw this money at you to make a podcast. Off you go. Exactly. They brought a, a burlap sack instead of the money logo. I had the Spotify logo on it. <laughs> and then Stitcher did the same thing, but their sack was empty. <laughs> RIP Stitcher. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. Peace. Stitcher. You're right. <laughs> so what advice would you give to people if they wanted to start a podcast or have we already touched on that? Um, honestly, I think just kind of go for it. Yeah. You know, luckily podcasting is a medium where there's not really a big barrier to entry. You need just a halfway decent computer, a halfway decent microphone. Um, and just the time to do it. So depending on like if you're going for, you know, a traditional talk style show, something that's a little more structured, has like uh, an idea to it, like like we hate movies where they're like, yeah. we're going to watch a movie, review it, um, or an audio drama where you have a story you want to tell. You know, there's plenty of resources online. Um, I know the, um, the subreddit r slash audio drama a fantastic resource yeah. um everybody in there is very welcoming very helpful 
So I know I've met a few like podcasters through there that I've, you know, chatted with online and everybody's just very nice. Um, for the most part, the podcasting community is very nice. So it is. Uh, yeah. If you want to jump in, just jump in. Just know that there is going to be, you know, a bit of work to it. I I would I would additional to what you just said and sort of along carrying a thread that you touched on there, I would say to people that whatever social platform that you are on or any of whatever platforms or platform you're on, if you're going to do a podcast, make friends with other podcasts, essentially, and join the in and join in chats with them and let them know that you're doing one because there's something incredible about the, like you said, they almost pull you up, essentially. They give you that, and they will, if you need any advice or anything, the advice is there if you if you just put it out. Podcasters are very happy with just, for the most part, giving you advice without it being, there's no nastiness for the most part there. It is actually constructive and very friendly advice that people will give absolutely unless um unless you jump in i saw on a facebook audio drama group somebody was jumping in saying yeah i made a uh, podcast and it's all ai voices and everybody that's the one instance where i've ever seen people kind of jump down their throats in a negative way again understandably because you know you're taking down the roles of creatives especially in a scenario where you know, there isn't really a cost to it. You could find somebody to do voice work for free because there's plenty of people out there yep. that enjoy it. And they're like, hey, I'll do it just because I enjoy it. So, you know, definitely aside from that one instance, podcasting in general is a very, very welcoming medium. You know, I, in my previous podcast, you know, there yep. was a uh, a group chat on Twitter with me and I think four or five other podcasters, our podcasts weren't very like similar in any way. Um, and we all just kind of like helped out. Anybody needed a guest last minute, you know, they would jump on whoever was free. Yep. And I mean, unfortunately, as is the case with a lot of podcasts, everything kind of came to either a natural conclusion or ended up on indefinite hiatus or just generally ended. Um, so that kind of like faded away, but you know, nothing but positive experiences there. Absolutely. I mean, I mean that that though that you said about people who are willing to offer offer their voices for free. Um, in case no, but in case anybody doesn't know, I'm actually the voice of a talent scout on the audio drama, the Icarus Complex. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm the I, I well the the um, or the not not talent scout the agent for for the for the main character in it i'm their i'm their agent for a few episodes so there we go exactly you know people you never like think about like you you have a podcast talking to other podcasts so like somebody would just genuinely think like oh this is what you do but you know somebody asked you to be in the show and you're in it you know anybody there's the worst thing somebody can say is no so even reaching out to podcasts that you enjoy and being like, hey, would you like to be a part of this? 
Yeah, you, you, you podcasters, like we've said, you, you, the very likely will get back to you and say, yep, when do you want us? Exactly. So what shows do you like to listen to in your own free time then, Ed? So I used to listen to podcasts a lot. I used to drive about an hour, hour and a half to work and an hour, hour and a half back from work. Yep. So I'd be able to get a lot of podcasts listening in. Um, earlier this year, I started a new job and the commute shortened to 30 minutes. Um, but now my commute is literally five minutes. So I unfortunately don't have a ton of time to listen to podcasts. Yep. But in the instances I do, um, I listen to a uh, big one I listen to is My Brother, My Brother and Me. That yep. is um, one of the very earlier podcasts I listen to. Um, I'm a huge fan of that show. Um, I actually have seen their live show a few times. I'm staring at one of the uh, the posters from a live show I went to <laughs> sitting That's in my brilliant. office right now. Um, I listened to Omega Star 7, like we mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, very good podcast. Great um, podcast. Podcube. Yep. Uh, there's a show called Podcube. It is a essentially kind of like a sketch comedy, surreal type of show. Um, that one's extremely good. I definitely recommend that. Yep. Um, listen to Conan O'Brien's show. Uh, listen to the first episode of. Um, that's kind of my you know usual listening. Uh, Mission Rejected. Um, that one's a very good one as well. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of when I have time. That's usually what I listen to. Okay, so where can people find you, Ed, and get in touch with you? Uh, so uh, the show is on pretty much every podcaster, including Stitcher, if you still have that somehow. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, you just search Inspector, I-N-S-P-E-C-T-R-E. Um, I actually Googled it the other day. I found out there is an anime that has the same name. Did not know that. I saw the same. <laughs> I noticed the same earlier when I was looking online. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. So my SEO for my show is just garbage. So <laughs> if you're searching for it, you're going to really have to search. <laughs> um, just put Inspector Podcast and you'll find it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, on social media, uh, really the only thing that we're on is uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Um, still think it's very stupid. They renamed it to X. Elon Musk is really trying to, he's really trying to get his uh, money's worth out of that domain name. <laughs> he's truly, um, he's really trying to get people to leave there and yeah. Oh, big time. Um, but that's pretty much the only social media platform that the show okay. is on. That's at inspector show. Um, yeah. we're also, we have a mastodon because when Twitter got bought out, everybody bailed for a bit. Um, I haven't really checked that. In, that long um and that's just at inspector but yeah that's pretty much all the social media great anyway thanks for speaking with me today ed thank you for having me on i had a blast so did i so did i we're, we're going to have a very quick chat when when i do after i've done the sign out if that's okay yep yeah absolutely Anyway, you can find Pods Like Us on all of the streaming platforms. We're also on Instagram. Uh, I'm still going to call it Twitter. And on Threads. Where else are we? We're on TikTok as well, actually. And you can contact us through podslikeus at gmail.com. 
Anyway, thank you everyone for listening and I hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. That, that might give you trouble then recording the next season. Yeah, that is the uh, that is the mic that I've been using to record. But it also could be potentially that I did just get a new computer. So I'm wondering if maybe like the drivers just aren't up to date or something. But I might have to plug it into my old PC to see if it still sounds copacetic. I'm going to have to include this in the show now and ask you. So, so are you the voice of both Calvin and Arthur? I am. I'm actually, aside from uh, the uh, the Yeti in episode two, I have done every voice on the show. Wow. Wow. You're just like the guy who does um, uh, Desert Skies. He does all the voices as well. Yes, I've heard he's done something like 30 voices or something for that show. I know. Crazy. It's insane. I, I don't have that many voices, but... <laughs> And while I was waiting, I, I had I had a really ridiculous uh, idea in my mind, and I'm going to mention it in the show. I think so. I might keep that a surprise and see what your response oh is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to write that down on the notes so I don't forget to ask. 